tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Nailed it. There it is. <laughs> One Disney property yep. to another. Well, exactly, exactly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Star Wars Rebels After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Season 2, Episode 11 or 9, depending on how you count them. Uh, certain sources count uh, Siege of Lothal as being Episodes 1 and 2, and that would make this Episode 9, and other sources count the first episode of this <laughs> actual season's run as Episode 1, which would make this Episode 9. It gets confusing. Exactly. Terribly, terribly confusing. This week's uh, episode. This week's episode. So that's it. We're all here. We're ready to talk about Star Wars. It's going to be great. Uh, if you guys have not done so already, please be sure to go over to iTunes and subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if you like. It's very important. It basically lets our producers know that uh, you like what we're doing here, and then we can keep doing awesome shows like this. And remember, if you are listening on iTunes, you can also go over to YouTube and watch our, our beautiful faces, as well as hearing our lovely voices uh, talk about Star Wars Rebels, and we already have a bunch of people in the live chat chat tonight right now so thank you for those of you who are joining us right now and uh, remember you can also join in the conversation on Twitter using that hashtag ABTV Rebels which uh, a few of you did before the show even started tonight so thank you so much we'll address those on the show uh, I am Emma Fife. you can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife, and I am joined by a fabulous panel of ladies this evening. Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. All right. What did you guys think of the episode tonight? I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I know, right? I am not surprised. What I am surprised about is that his parents were alive that long. Mm -hmm. I expected to be like, yeah, they died years ago. And it was like, no, they died like three months ago. Yeah, Sorry, pretty bro. recently. Yeah, I, I felt really terrible because I was like, oh my gosh, his speech killed them. And your <laughs> jaw just oh, dropped. I feel kind of terrible. Uh, but I I really liked this episode less because of the emotional beats that we had, which were all really good. They were, but just kind of looking at this episode, there were certain still shots that looked like they were from a painting. I know, yeah, it was just in some, front of the door. Yeah, yeah. the one that got some me. Beautiful shot compositions in this one. Yeah, I totally it was agree. Just so lovely. And and something that I've uh, that I've noticed uh, about Star Wars Rebels as we've been you know watching all of the episodes this season is um, with the musical score. It's almost like the entire episode is scored straight through. Oh, yeah. So like the trans the transitions between scenes are like so seamless and it and it's very good at kind of 
crafting the emotional arc of each episode in addition to crafting all of the individual, you know, topics of the scenes. So, I, I it's just such a, a lovely uh, a lovely thing. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, it, it uses, I referenced the hashtag already, and uh, <laughs> Billy Pollahan said, uh, why do you think Ezra's parents were kept alive so long? Because that was something that we were just talking about, that we were surprised that their deaths had been fairly recent. It's, it's entirely possible, you know, for a number of reasons. Maybe it's empire policy, mm-hmm. where if, like, somebody even has, like, a nugget of information, they could still be considered useful. It's also possible that when like they just happened to stay alive because of you know complete and random circumstance but then when Ezra became a part of the rebellion maybe they were like hey leverage yeah in case it ever gets that far yeah, yeah absolutely no i think that's completely completely legitimate yeah this was a this was such a a nice episode of emotional growth for Ezra it was really nice to see him so committed. You know what I yeah. do you know what I mean by that? He's so driven. We don't normally see like cuz he's normally the one like punching Zeb in the shoulder yeah, and yeah. making quips with Kanan. But yeah, when when he has a drive to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, his determination in this episode was definitely something that was fun to watch. But at the same time, cuz especially with episodes like this where the stakes are so high and so personal. Yeah, oh totally. It could it like could easily lead to character regression and we didn't see that. Not like at all. He snaps at somebody and they say, I'm sorry, and he's like, ugh, I shouldn't have snapped at you, as mm-hmm. opposed to just, you don't understand, you know, that's what Yes! There were so many opportunities for them to treat him like a child throwing mm-hmm. a fit, and they didn't. And I very, very much respected and appreciated that. Yeah, I, re- I really appreciated that too, because I mean, you know, it basically opens up that Ezra has this sort of force vision dream of his parents and so it's interesting because I because we I think we all agree that none of us thought for a second that Ezra's parents were still alive no I I had a little inkling when because when he had this prophetic vision I was like okay maybe maybe this is how you bring them back into the show but Mm -hmm. for the most part it's been I mean, but then again, I thought episodes and episodes ago that they were dead, and right. they were. <laughs> right. I just kind of think you're dead until proven otherwise, given how Star Wars tends to go, and given that we had the, this Jedi Master's alive. Oh, mm-hmm. dear God, they're keeping her bones here. Um, yeah. Never mind. Oh, that was so freaking hope, creepy. Hope can be dangerous in yeah, times of war. it absolutely can. But my question is, do you think that Ezra really, truly believed that his parents might be alive? I think given that vision he did. Mm-hmm. So it was even worse to have that hope just dashed. Yeah. I don't think he ever gave up hope that they were alive, but the force being no. like, parents, parents. I honestly think for him, it probably depended on the day. Because yeah. Because you ask oh, him yeah. on, you know, the day where he saw his parents' old friend who, like, ha- was having trouble communicating to him. He's like, oh, I don't Cibo. even want to hear it. Yeah, Sibo. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to hear it. Shut up. I don't want to know because he figured that they were gone. But then other days, when he has this tight-knit family, he's probably like, maybe there is hope. So yeah, it probably depended on the You're day. absolutely right. And I mean, there, we sort of see that reflected in the final, like, force vision he has of them at the end of this episode, where they say to him, like, if there's no hope, then there's nothing. So I, I think that that is something that they probably actually did say to him at some point. Some point. Many points, I yeah. assume. Because this, to me, looked like a flashback. 
it's also peaceful. It won't be when the Empire gets here. Yeah. Like, I don't think this was new. I think this was a very vivid flashback for Ezra. Yeah, or or at least uh, a, a, a pseudo-flashback constructed based on real memories. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, it's a vivid but hallucination. It's, it's yeah. interesting that the message is how important it is to keep hope mm-hmm. when his hope turned out to be false hope. Yeah. So it's a very interesting message that, like, he was driven by this false hope, but the message is still, without hope we have nothing. Right. So that's a very interesting paradox. I hesitate to use this because I've been watching way too much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but the vision gave him closure. Yeah. Because that was the big open-ended, you know, basically open wound in his psyche. Where are my parents? And at least knowing what happened to them and not having it be like, oh, they died. Having it be like, they staged a rebellion and a prison break and a bazillion people got out and they made sure everyone got out, but unfortunately they couldn't make it. That's like, that is, if you're going to go out, that's the way to do it. Now, I have a question kind Mm -hmm. of going off of that because his parents were the type of people to stay behind and take care of everybody and make sure everybody got out before they did. We see some parallels to that in this episode mm-hmm. in terms of Hera and, and Kanan both. And so I'm wondering if maybe that wasn't a little bit of foreshadowing of maybe things to come. Yeah. Uh, are, because, are you talking about the, the line where, where uh, Kanan references the fact that she's that, been taking yeah, care of everybody long of before everybody. either of them were around? <laughs> exactly. And she I tells love them, that origin story. And I she know. tells them to get out while she stays behind to make sure everybody else can leave. And this one was successful, but that's the type of person that she is. And I think we, we can see that most of the people on Ezra's team are that way. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little concerned <laughs> given what's happened to his parents now. Like I said, I'm wondering if that's maybe not a little bit of foreshadowing. I know it's interesting because I feel like without getting too much into prediction territory, I feel like it could kind of go either way where like Ezra and Kanan are going to be the ones to... <laughs> I don't want to necessarily say get killed, but, like, bite the dust in one way or another. (laughs) And then Hera is the one left to just take care of everybody. Or it could be vice versa. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get around to killing off any of our main six for a good... No, not for a while, yeah. Like... Final season. Yeah, well, yeah no, exactly. we're talking like final way, stretch. Yeah, yeah of way the down the line. <laughs> but I think we're going to keep Ezra straight up till the end because he is the chosen demographic audience XB. His mm-hmm. children relate to this character. Mm-hmm. He is your gateway into this world. Yeah. What did you guys think of the uh, the relationship building between Kanan and Ezra throughout this episode? Yes. <laughs> it, it's a nice contrast to the ton of dad and dad fighting that we've gotten this season. So it's nice to see that it's not just Kanan having jealousy issues and failing at being dad. That he's actually fairly good at it in some respects, and yeah. that this is one of them. I mean, especially considering, you know, Kanan straight up says, you know, I I never knew my parents. <laughs> but I definitely know what it's like to lose someone you care about. Like, mm-hmm. I've read the first couple issues of the comics, yeah, I was gonna dang, say, dang, yeah. oh man. It's on, his it master dies, and then it gets worse. It's on my reading list. Actually, a lot of uh, I'll people... I'll lend them to you, they're... A lot yeah, of people have been recommending them. Yeah, yeah I, I had those things. recommended, and then 
then uh, also on Twitter today, uh, let's see, where is it? The, the comics are a step up from I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah. They're, they're worse. Yeah, at, at Grandpa Caramba on Twitter also recommended uh, the Star Wars uh, Lost Stars, which takes place at, in the same time period as Rebels, but it's from the Empire's perspective. So I definitely, definitely want to read that. And if any of you guys want to uh, talk about... Um, New Dawn, I believe, is the prequel book yes. to this series. Tweet at Dylan. He can talk oh, about that yeah. when the cast come home. Dylan yeah. knows all of the things about that. Yeah. We, we need to get him hooked on Twit Longer. Yes. <laughs> I just, uh, I, the, the reason I brought up the, the you know, the, the sort of relationship building between Kanan and Ezra's aunt in the chat uh, said, uh, when Kanan said, because, I mean, there's this awesome, awesome lightsaber battle yes. when they're trying to leave Garel to go to Lethal and the Empire has figured out that there is a rebel base there and so there's all these Star Destroyers and there's Stormtroopers and there's the the Inquisitors and it's just, everything is falling apart. Um, but, uh, but I mean, Ezra kicks some serious butt in this scene. Like, it was so cool. Yeah, he but knocked down you, old mutton chops. Yeah. But have you noticed... Like, we had this with, I think it was mid-season last season, when he was fighting the Inquisitor and there were the giant cat bat things. Oh, Heck yeah. if I can remember what they're called. The cat bat things. <laughs> the, little, the, yeah. little, the little bitey things and then the much larger bitey thing. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that rage makes his force power stronger and mm-hmm. he was getting very upset about, essentially, the delays. Yeah. So... That that was what I was reading in that, mm. in that he had a lot more force, a lot more force, huh? and a lot more power there. But he was also very much losing control, and yeah. that closing the door stopped him from doing something fantastically stupid. Uh, yeah, no, we, you definitely have to. You you get tone like little notes of the dark side here and there mm-hmm. from Ezra, and that's always cause for concern. Oh, I think. yeah. But um, I did I did want to, and we were talking about this a tiny bit while we were watching the episode, I'm really glad we didn't waste any time uh, with, like, people blaming Ezra for the information leak. First of all, nobody oh, knows. Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah. I'm so glad that the show didn't waste time going, this is all your fault, because no. I hate Yeah, that. well, because, I mean, when, you know, when he met up... Um, with the you know the the prisoner X10 who you know knew his parents uh, Ryder Azadi, he said yes you know your your broadcast made it through but like it was a it was a good thing yeah because it inspired people to kind of keep fighting back yeah basically being like you're not alone out there there are people that are fighting against the empire and that believe in the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> because ultimately that that is one thing that that rebels is quite a lot about even though, you know, these characters are very complicated and human, the good guys are still very good. Yeah. Even though Ezra you definitely see those shades of like, oh, he could go to the dark side, which I think is something we'll continue to play with as the series goes on. Well, and we all kind of know that Chopper is... <laughs> Chopper wanted to blow up a ship with a baby in it. Yeah. I don't... He's like chaotic neutral. Yes. I just kind of give up when it comes to that one. Um, I think he just likes explosions. Uh, Billy Pollahan uh, referred to uh, <laughs> the Seventh Sister as Buffy the Jedi Slayer, <laughs> which I just wanted to share with you all. Can My life we talk a little bit about that, just the interaction that they had with Commander Mutton Chops up there, and saying, oh, they did this, it's very clever. You respect them, despite the fact that they represent your failure. Like, I can't figure out if she's making fun of him, or if she's just trying to figure out how his devious little mind works. Like, 
it's, the four it's of also them. interesting yeah. layers of character for them. Yeah. I, well, my my sort of impression of the seventh sister is that she is she, is, and I love seeing this in a woman character because it's a trait that we don't always see. She believes that she is always right, and her way is the best way to do it. And, yeah, no. you know, when it comes to Fifth Brother, sometimes that is the case. Like, mm-hmm. Are you going to listen to me this time? <laughs> and then it's very, it is very much a sibling thing of I told you so. Yeah, um, there's a I reason they put her in Disneyland. That yes. The four of them together, the Admiral, uh, Mutton Chops, uh, I'm gonna, just going to start calling <laughs> Cal- Commander Mutton Chops. Let's be real. Because yeah. <laughs> I would call him Javert, but he's too mean to be Javert. Oh, he's not <laughs> really Javert. Yeah. Moving on, good. moving on. But the four of them together... They're just such a catty, catty, catty group. They I are. love it. You know, it's it's very much. This is this is something that I think we see in a lot of of you know children's programming, and you know we all did the Transformers after show, and it's it's kind of similar in that you know the Autobots they kind of struggle to all work together, but they're really trying to work together, and the Decepticons are in this case, you know, the Empire and the Sith. They, every single one of them is on their own side. Yeah. But the thing about that is, you, at least for Decepticons, you have more out-and-out backstabbing. Right. But we don't really have a Sith version of Starscream here. Like, you have, no, no. You have the Inquisitors who are kind of following their own protocol, and yep. you've got the foot soldiers and the Admiral and whatnot who are also following their own. But they're still going to the same goal, and they're still allies. So yeah. they're not just going to throw one another under the gun if it comes to it. Yeah, though though uh, Justin Van Volkenberg, and, and I agree, completely points out in the chat that, you know, the biggest thing about the seventh sister is she's very manipulative. Because it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not only that she thinks her way is the right way. She is going to secretly... Ensure craft, that yeah, it's that, the right way. That everybody yeah. does everything her way. <laughs> yeah. Dance puppets dance. Yeah, she's a great character. She's fascinating. <laughs> and I, I want to know, and I, I'm sad that I wasn't here last week because there was a lot of good stuff with her last week. Uh, but I I will say that I was kind of surprised. And I, I like that this episode focused on, very much on character growth. Mm-hmm. But I was a little bit surprised that Lethal wasn't a trap. In some way, I was shape, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even it, I'm Megan even really. said as they were as they were flying down to Lethal, she goes, "It's a trap." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really surprised that it wasn't. Okay, because putting the layer of trap on top of this would have taken away from. <laughs> The emotional beats this that is true. really no, well, needed. And that the Empire has in this limited resources. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I will say that even though, yes, Megan, I agree with you, I did find it somewhat surprising. I was glad that it was not a trap. Because oh, as, yeah. as you say, Katie, if it were, we would have totally lost out on the emotional weight. The gravitas. Of this episode. Exactly. We it. Exactly. Yeah. So do we think that we're keeping X10 with us? I don't Clancy know. Brown? Ryder, <laughs> Ryder say, something so or other. Clancy His Brown. name was Ryder. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Ryder and you got Zani. elected governor with that name. I know. Sign me up. Yeah, he was the governor of Lothal and he was he was like pro <laughs> Ezra's parents. <laughs> and therefore accused of treason. And now yep. he's kind of a badass sniper living in the uh, Badlands yeah, somewhere. I, I am always in favor of Clancy Brown being a part of an animated exactly. show. Tell me right? about it. Absolutely. I say sign him up for the I think that we might I think it might be because I feel like what they've done a fair amount on this season of Rebels is they kind of go around 
collecting characters from the past, be it from, <laughs> be it you know if they were actually Clone Wars characters or if you know they're they're more made up characters, the unseen from, past, the unseen past of Rebels, exactly. And they just kind of collect them and bring them back to the <laughs> Rebel base. And they're just they're just like slowly but surely like building up this little team. Now I. I wouldn't know where, but now that their base has been compromised, where oh, yeah. is everybody going to go? Because we I'm did sure have the conversation gonna, at the beginning exactly. about we, we checked all those systems. There's no good location for a base. Mm-hmm. Well, you're being picky. Well, I have to be. Yeah, clearly. So, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying just Hera in charge. Oh no, Captain Sandula. Oh, yeah. Captain Sandula. Yeah. That, just that is where she should have been from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, um, it's great to see her, because I mean, she already has such a developed sense of responsibility. Yeah, you know what I mean? Leadership. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and in this episode, too, you know, they're in the middle of, first of all, the fight scenes in this episode were incredible. Oh my God, yes. It was like seeing Ezra deflect blasters as mm-hmm. he's running towards Callus and then do that cool little flip thing yeah. that he did and then knock him back. Yeah, that was just fun. Yeah, I will say my favorite stupid part of this is when we started getting into the emotional side after the um, door closed mm-hmm. and they have the close-up of Kanan and behind him the stormtroopers <laughs> on the ground twitching. Yep. Like, okay, Ezra doesn't have a body count. Oh, good to know. But no, that's still a stormtrooper see, lying listen, on the ground going, uh-huh. And let's be real, if it had been Chopper that took that stormtrooper out, He'd he would be, be dead. dead. Yeah, Super he dead. He would have gotten so dead. sent out that of is why, That's why Chopper kind of hid in the corner for this entire fight, because we didn't really want to kill a human on screen this time. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. He's like, guys, I gotta um, lay low for a while no, until the I, heat dies the down The network a sensors, they don't like yeah. me. <laughs> but I liked that uh, in that in the you know ship battle they it, they were sort of in space uh, <laughs> in the uh, what, stratosphere yeah of whatever uh, planet that exactly was. of uh, of uh, Garel yeah um, but yeah I I really enjoyed uh, Hera you know kind of sending Ezra and Kanan off on their own and then once you know they had they had essentially won the battle enough that they were able to escape. And they're like, and I think it was Sabine asked her. Yeah. She's like, "So are we going to Lothal?" And she's like, "Nope, we're staying. We're staying with the troops." Yeah. Obviously, they need me. Yeah, because when I'm not here, these sort of things happen. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. That again, it kind of shows where her priorities are, and the fact that she trusts Kanan and Ezra to be able to obtain closure in one form or another. That that she trusts them. I really appreciate that. Yeah. What I love is the contrast about her mm-hmm. telling them to go and, oh no, we're going to stay with you. I gave you an order. Mm-hmm. And then her turning around to help Captain Sato. I gave you an order. Yeah, well, I'm here. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> There's kind of a difference here. I do what I want. <laughs> Mom wears the pants in this family well, and she may well wear the pants in this extended family. <laughs> well, I, I do want to make one other note okay. um, before we move on. Uh, about Sabine, because uh, Sabine shined in this episode too. She did because just and very subtle ways yeah. of just being able to recognize strategy when she sees mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. And I love that she's that smart and that attentive. She and that is. Aware. Yeah, she and she and Hera in particular, the two of them together, make such a good team. She is the uh, rogue in this little D and D party. Yeah. Uh, that's why I love her so much. I, know, right? I always play rogue. Anyway, uh, we need to uh, dive into some predictions. I think before we uh, wrap things up here. Yes. And now your After Buzz TV predictions on a light show. Uh, 
That's okay. We oh, got jazz hands. I'm disappointed. <laughs> jazz hands. Disappointed. So I'm, I'm going to let you guys take this away because I feel like I didn't really pay attention to the trailer. Really it wasn't a trailer. It was a mashup of <clears throat> clips that we've had from this previous season. Yeah, that's season. right. Because we had no trailer. Yeah. Yeah, so, because we, uh, we're getting a break, and yeah. then um, we're coming back uh, in January. Sometime in January yeah, at some maybe. point. Um, but I think that when we come back, now that this sort of chapter has been closed a little bit, I think we're going to focus more on uh, some of the other character mm-hmm. relationships, like I don't know, maybe Ahsoka and Vader. That yeah. thing that we hinted yeah. at last time. I want it. <sighs> So I want it really much. Yeah, so that's just my thought, is that we're going to get kind of back to... They, they planted the seed at the beginning of the season. I feel like at the, the mid-season premiere, that's a good point to bring it up again. See, Absolutely. I feel like that's going to be season finale territory. Because well, I didn't say we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. I, no, I just mean how often can you get James Earl Jones? Yeah. You save it for the really big episodes, because if you trot out Vader too much, right. it becomes... Exp- it, it, that's kind of the point where you're like, we don't have a chance in hell. Like, you know yeah. he's still out there floating around, and you know that he's going to last well, up to and through the movies, mm-hmm. so you can't really take him out as a threat. But if you overuse him, you really don't have hope well, for and you don't want to oversaturate the audience with him either, because oh, then yeah. that diminishes from his presence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He showed gonna, up twice yeah. in the series, and both times we're just like, <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the Alfred Hitchcock thing, where, you know, you don't see the, the big main villain, and they end up being much, much scarier that way. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's the Jaws effect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and he, it's not because the robotic shark is malfunctioning no, this time. Nope, nope. It's, it's, His it, robotic it's very intentional. work just fine. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Until oh. Return of the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so we do need to uh, wrap things up here. As Megan mentioned, uh, we are on a little bit of a break until January, we believe. Just, you know, keep following that hashtag ABTVRebels. Follow all of us on Twitter and uh, you will know when we are coming back. In the meantime, Katie where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaje. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. We have the mid-season finale of Arrow in an hour, so that's going to be fun and interesting. And uh, Z Nation on Sunday. Enjoy whatever holiday you celebrate, you guys. Make it a good one. Hey, guys. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangman. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Ash vs. Evil Dead. Woo! And I write up articles for the movie Chick, Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I am Emma Fife. You can follow me everywhere Emma Fife's are found at Emma Fife. I also do a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz TV, and I also tweet a lot. So follow me on Twitter, and you will know everything that I'm doing pretty much at all times of the day. Uh, thank you so much to at MadisonBadger00 and Dr. Latte for your nice review. Views, uh, in the iTunes store. Aww, we appreciate you saying you. nice things about us and and uh, admiring our enthusiasm for Star Wars. Yay! Uh, guys, enjoy The Force Awakens! Yeah! Before then, I'm sure that we will all have uh, stuff to say about that when we get back from our little break here. And if you're going to be in the giant lightsaber fight in L.A., see you there. Yes! Yeah. It's going to be epic. Yes! Thank you again so much, you guys, and uh, we will see you all again after our break. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.